a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. Today we're going to cover M&A, and you'll probably see a brief article about the topic at Tech Today on Monday morning. We'll give you a teaser on the article. We all want to feel loved. M&A is no different. Target company CEOs and management teams want to feel loved. This is especially true of founder CEOs. Should a founder CEO wish to sell his or her company, they want to be fairly compensated for sure, but will also care deeply about what life will look like post-deal. For example, who will my team report to? What do you, i.e. the acquirer, know about my business and my industry? Have you invested in the industry before? Do you plan to continue to make investments in the space? Do you view my business as a core asset? Are we more of a, an add-on acquisition? Post-deal close, what will integration look like? How will we be integrated with the, the sales force of the acquiring company? It's typically one of the things you can sell a target on is the dream of, hey, if you come with us, we could help explode out your business through our organization and give you the sales channel that maybe you never had as a smaller private company or even as a smaller public company. What if, God forbid, I'm injured, disabled, and unable to fill my duties? What does my compensation then therefore look like? How will I be compensated? Myself and the, the management team, the key employees, what will a holdback look like upfront versus performance-based compensation? With respect to p- performance-based compensation, what will that be based on? What metrics? Revenue, EBITDA, bookings, combination of the three. So these are the type of things that management teams, founder CEOs, hired CEOs typically concern themselves with when they are approached to be acquired. And we could go into those things separately on a, on a, on a different podcast. Each of those items is, is worth a podcast. But in my experience, whether it's M&A or approaching a company for a partnership, whatever the case may be, it's good to generate goodwill at the onset of the relationship, particularly if you're looking to acquire a company. And I found that a, a, a great way to generate goodwill is to persuade that target company that you have a genuine interest in the industry, particularly if, if your core business is in a bit of a different market than the target company that you're pursuing. You know, it's not your bread and butter business. So you, you've got to take an interest, a genuine interest in that company, in that industry, and demonstrate to the target company that you have a working knowledge base. You've got to try to convince that target company that an acquisition is more than a financial transaction. And so start by building a relationship like you would any other business relationship. Learn, learn the target company's background. Get to know the background of the founders, the management team. Understand what they value, what motivates them. And in my experience, effective communication be- begins with effective listening. And that listening is, is work. It's easy to walk into a room as an acquirer or as an investment banker and tell the world how, how great you are. And to whip out your, your, your pitch book and to you know, do a 45-minute monologue. I've been in those meetings. Anybody can do that. And in my experience, that hurts the cause more than helps the cause. You know, if a target company likes you, you can work through that diligence after the fact. How many logos, how many deals have you done? A, B, C, D, and E. But initially, demonstrate that you have a working knowledge of the industry and then spend your time trying to learn about that target business. And this is before you get into deep due diligence. This is just trying to get to know the founders, the management team, the key employees in that business. And that's how you figure out if there's a good, a good cultural fit, a good personality fit. You know, if, you, if the, the idea is to acquire the company and keep the, the key employees on for two or three years post-close, are they people you think you could work with? Do you think they'll fit in the, the culture of the acquiring company? You know, if they come from sort of a, a, a loose culture and you come from a metric-driven dr- culture, those differences will start to rear their head when you, when you get to know each other during this initial phase of the, of the courting process. And if, the, if there's a wide cultural rift, 
probably a deal that's better to walk away from. Know your business, particularly what makes your firm unique. What unique attributes does your firm possess that you can bring to a deal that differentiates you from other strategic acquirers, from financial acquirers, PE firms? So is there a a series of unique attributes that you can bring to the table that post-deal close will enable you to drive some synergy that the target company could not drive with other prospective acquirers? So those are unique value-added attributes specific to your firm that could give you an edge. You know, all else held equal. If bids come in around the same range and you're right at the top with somebody else, but the target company feels that there's a better fit with your organization, then the CEO is probably going to be able to convince the board to, to go with your team. So look out for our Tech Today article on Monday entitled, We All Want to Feel Loved, M&A is No Different, and look for additional podcasts and written articles on the M&A topic in, in 2019 from us at Tech Today. That's all for now. See you next time.